0: Let's talk a little bit more now about the cyber attack and what we can expect this week. I'm joined on the line by Adrian Weckler, technology editor from the Irish Independent. Adrian, good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Susan.
0: Adrian, you heard some of the headlines there in the papers. Obviously, the health service is very much bracing itself for this big data breach that is threatened to come tomorrow in the dumping of this confidential patient information on the dark web. I suppose what can we what what are we likely to see happen tomorrow?
1: Well, it, it, assuming that that does happen and that we start to see medical data dumped on dark web either sold or just dumped you're talking about you know thousands maybe millions of instances of uh, our you know personal records we don't actually know quite how much the uh, the hackers have there's talk of a 700 gigabyte file but it's still not quantified as to how much that that actually is so The big worry that a lot of people will have will be what happens next in terms of uh, when it's dumped, how does that turn up in my life? Who gets to see Mm. it? Um, Is it just criminals who pour through it and do they start using it for uh, scam campaigns? Do I start getting dodgy emails? Do I start getting more dodgy texts, more dodgy calls? Because most of us are already getting those over the last uh, year or two. Or could that start leaking into um, things like, you know, friends, WhatsApp groups, neighborhood busybodies and conspiracy theorists? So I think that's the concern other than the actual disruption that's ongoing Mm. at the moment, which is serious enough. I think most people's concern now is going to be uh, where actually is this going to turn up and how is it going to either damage or embarrass me?
0: What measures then are being taken to mitigate against some of that damage that could be caused?
1: So the uh, the Garda and the HSE have essentially both said that they're on high alert, they're uh, Uh, They've dedicated teams now to keep watch over the typical likely sites on the dark web uh, or areas of the dark web where that's likely to be dumped. We do know, of course, that the other day the government got an injunction in the High Court against the sharing of that information. That obviously will have no currency whatsoever on the dark web, but it is a marker to anybody who might think of sharing it or WhatsApping to their friends here that if you do in any way engage in sharing any of this stuff whether you're you know you're just trying to point out how shocking it is or you think it's amusing you could be in very very big legal trouble mm. but it, but as to whether they can actually stop it being dumped they
0: can't You're writing, Adrian, in in the Sunday Independent Today uh, kind of around our attitude to matters of defence and how that has historically been quite lax and it's all part of why we've been so exposed in this situation.
1: Yeah, I I mean, it's an interesting problem that we find ourselves in in terms of what our response could have been and what it is. To, to, To be clear, the response from the HSE, the Garda, from everybody involved has everybody acknowledges that it has been you know, tireless and strong and they're doing everything they can. But there is a larger question that we're going to have to address um, in the coming weeks and months when this immediate emergency calms down. And that is whether or not, and really it's not, uh, in terms of our, our scale and how we can actually uh, respond to attacks like this. And the point I'm making today in the Sunday Independent is that we've never prioritized cyber defense. And one possible reason for that is because when it comes to things like cyber defense, we link it to other areas of defense. We have two attitudes to that. One is we think either it should mainly be for international bodies like Europol um, or bigger countries like the UK next to us. And then the other attitude is that um, we, we historically don't really like to think of ourselves as spending money on defense-related stuff. We, we have a cultural aversion to, uh, to spending money, for example, on military or defense for very uh, reasonable historical reasons. Um, but that is part, partially now coming back to bite us because we don't have um, the type of National Cyber Security Center a setup that other countries we we have were ranked twenty third uh, in Europe in terms of uh, cyber defense mm-hmm. capability. <laughs> so something's got to give. There, yeah.
0: I mean, obviously, one of the big questions, um, or one of the things that we've heard said, say particularly this week, is that. It was unusual for our health service to be attacked that normally these cyber gangs, they, you know, target a private company or a group. It doesn't kind of put as much heat on them that this Mm. had, but that we're hearing that it was possibly because our system was just so weak or so exposed that it was actually too tempting for them just not to do it, even though they knew they were getting into deep water.
1: Yeah, very much so. I mean, if you think about a gang like, like this gang, the uh, uh, Wizard Spider, the, the Conti ransomware gang, they're responsible for dozen of, dozens of ransomware infection, infections uh, every, every month. And their modus operandi is to get in, infect the system, get a payment quickly and without much public fuss hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of, of euro. And, and move on. In this case, the system that their malware happens to have landed in, because I don't think many people think that the HSE was targeted for it being the HSE, um, the government won't pay a ransom. Now that was foreseeable, that a national state would not pay mm. a ransom to get the ransomware out of the health system. So, and that may be why, and we still don't yet know yet exactly, but it may be why, the decryption key or ad-decryption key appears to have been handed over. We still don't know 100% whether that will do the job. Uh, Stephen Donnelly, health minister, uh, yesterday said that uh, that's still being tested, but that the signs look positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in terms of the HSC's IT systems, we know half of them still run Windows 7. Windows, uh, official support for Windows 7 was discontinued. Um, over a year ago. Now, to be fair, the government does, the HSE does pay a supplementary fee to Microsoft to protect um, uh, systems. But yeah, there has to be a, a conversation among ourselves be, uh, as to whether or not we think cyber defense is something worth investing in, in the HSC or anywhere else.
0: Yeah, and I think our, our view on that may uh, have changed after all of this. But my thanks to Adrian Weckler. And you can read his column, as I mentioned there, in the Sunday Independent today. And just to mention, our own Jess Kelly actually has a great video. Uh, you'll find it on News Talk's Instagram. I presume it's up on News Talk's Twitter as well. But it's just about all of the things to look out for over the next couple of weeks and months and possibly years, depending on how long these scams could go on for. But basically, it's to look out for anything suspicious at all. Call the people back. It's she's got loads of advice in it, so do check it out and just be really, really careful over the next while that you don't get caught out in any of that stuff. But my thanks to Adrian Weckler there. <laughs>